This is Father Gregory Pine. And this is Father Joseph Anthony Cress. And welcome to God's Playing. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. On this episode of Guest Planning, we're very delighted to be joined by Jackie Angel. Jackie, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Let's, let's go. For those let's of you um, who are somewhat familiar with trying to record podcasts and having technological difficulties, I'll have you know that that was our third attempt, and we are very delighted that yeah. it came off without a hitch. Jesus is Lord. Um, okay, so Jackie, many of our listeners will have come across your work uh, in this, that, or the other forum. But for those who don't know you, would you just say a word of introduction? Yeah, my name is Jackie Francois Angel, and uh, I'm a, a speaker, a songwriter. Um, I, I do stuff with Ascension Presents, and yeah, I, I'm married to my lovely husband, Bobby Angel, and we have four kids and live moved to DFW uh, about a year and a half ago. Let's go. All right, so many great things that we could talk about pertaining to the state of Texas, uh, but on account of the fact that I've never lived there and I am jealous, we will avoid the topic. And instead, we will talk about something that is more pertinent for many of our listeners, which is the life of prayer. So when we were chatting a little bit before the episode, you were describing how the Lord has been super generous and super abundant in his answers to your prayers. And you spoke specifically about novenas. So I don't know if you have um, yeah, a particular reason for which you came to the praying of novenas or why novenas feature in your life. Maybe you just introduce us to the theme, uh, how your kind of prayer life uh, came to be the way that it is. Yeah, so my friend's mom gave me a 54-day rosary novena book one time, and I, I looked at it. This was back in um, my early 20s, and at this time I was dating a guy, and, uh, you know, I was starting to see some things in our relationship that I was like, hmm, maybe I should pray for humility. <laughs> terrible idea, guys. I'm just saying. If I mean, not terrible. Great idea. But if you, when you pray for humility and patience, the Lord doesn't just like give it to you. He gives you opportunities to practice it. So um, I took this Novita book and I saw it said 54 days. I'm like, 54 days of a rosary in a row. Like, oh, that's nice. But anyway, so I started noticing some things in our relationship and I started praying this 54 day rosary novena, which is 27 days in petition for something that you want. And then 27 days in Thanksgiving, whether or not you got what you prayed for. Right. So, um, I started praying for this boyfriend to go to daily mass because I had been going to daily mass since I was 18. I just thought like, you know, why wouldn't you want to see Jesus more often? You know, and I, and personally, I was like, I don't want to be, I never wanted to be the person who was like dragging along my boyfriend or husband in our relationship. Like I want to, you know, be equally yoked, be run the race together. So I started praying for 27 days for this boyfriend to start going to daily mass. And, and in this novena book, um, every different mystery is a different color rose. And so it's like, essentially every rosary, you're like making a crown of roses. So like, you know, the joyful mysteries is a white rose and you're praying for different um, virtues and all that stuff. So I would pray and offer Mary a rose. And every time I would say, Hail Mary, full of grace. And I'd give her this rose. And then I'd say, Holy Mary, mother of God. I imagine all these rose petals are falling upon this boyfriend, like graces from heaven, you know? <laughs> so I prayed for the, And then I would imagine him receiving the Eucharist also. So I'm very imaginative in my prayer. And on the 27th day, it was a Saturday, 28th day, he went to mass because it was Sunday and day 29 or, you know, restarting kind of now the Thanksgiving, he texts me and he's like, Hey, I'm praying for you at mass this morning. And it was a Monday. And I'm like, what? 
what now? You know? And he calls me later that night and he goes, so I don't know what's been going on in my heart this last month. And I started, I started like, Ooh, what's happening? And he goes, I don't know, but I feel like I need to start going to mass more often. I'm like, <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, so I'm going to start going like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, and I was like, I, and I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. You know? And, um, no doubt, and no then, no and then we hang up the phone. I'm like, I feel like a little rosary ninja. Like, this is awesome. And so I, you know, I finished out that 27 days of Thanksgiving or however many, like 26 days. And I was like, that was so effective. I'm going to do another one. And this time I started another 54 day rosary novena praying with the intention that hopefully this guy would propose to me and like thinking our relationship, all the problems will get better. (laughs) And, um, on the 27th day, I'm thinking we're at the beach. He's going to propose. It's going to happen. And he breaks up with me on day 27. <laughs> and then for oh, 27 no. days, I have to be thankful. And I'm like, hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is, you know, I'm like a little brat of God. And, um, yeah. and so <laughs> I was, you know, and then I really felt like, I, I, I feel like Mary said to me, Jackie, there's someone better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, fine. You know, and, um, and sure enough, Three years, I start writing in this little journal that had Mary on it and praying for my future spouse, wherever this person was and praying for my future spouse in this journal. And, and about three years later, I saw I was at the end of my journal and I'm like, oh, dear baby Jesus, dear baby Jesus, like I have like one page left, which either means you're going to bring me my future spouse or I have to start writing really small, you know? Um, (laughs) And so I started to do another rosary novena this time for my future spouse, wherever he was. And. I started the novena on June, I think it was June 23rd, it was Saturday. The next day, I re-met Bobby Angel at a Theology of the Body Institute conference in Amish country, Pennsylvania. Dwight Schrute was running with Moe's in the beet field. Um, and, and on the 54th day, so about, th- you know, a couple months later on August, I wanted to end on August 15th, which is Our Lady of the Assumption. Okay. On August 15th, without me knowing, Bobby bought the, the one, the engagement ring. And I mean, I just, when I found out three months later, he proposed, he had the ring for three months, but a few months later, he proposed, mm-hmm. or maybe, uh, yeah, it was like two months later. He tells me when he bought the ring and the whole story. And I'm like, I was doing a 54 day rosary novena for, for my future husband, wherever he was. And on the last day you bought the engagement ring and I had no clue. Like God, it, like, mm-hmm. it was just. Like, Lord, you are so funny. You have such a great sense of humor. And like, Mama Mary, you love your children, you know? So that was kind of my start with novenas. And I have heard such amazing stories. I have prayed more novenas and seen amazing things happen just in those time frames. And I feel like it's kind of like the widow, the perseverant widow who just keeps knocking and knocking and like bugging and bugging. But, you know, in scripture, it says it, when you pray with faith, you can move mountains. Like Jesus is like, you, like faith moves mountains. And in James, um, it says that when you pray without faith, it said, I, was, I wrote it down. It's like um, in James chapter one and verse six, it says, but he should ask in faith, not doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed about by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. But, you know, faith is a charism of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that's listed in First right. Corinthians 12. And some people, and I realize, like, Lord, you gave me this gift of, you gave me this charism of faith. That when I pray, I really know that your grace in this moment is being poured out upon that person mm-hmm. or upon me. And even if I don't get the answer that I want, I know that his 
um, his grace is real. And that, in that when you pray, um, it's efficacious, like it's really being poured out. So that was my first novena journey was that 54 day rosary novena. That, so I love this story because I find that it's pretty consistent with a lot of people that I know are, that have novenas that are part of their spirituality. There's some people that like, that's a core aspect of their spirituality is praying novenas. Um, it's not really mine um, <laughs> because I can't like really be consistent with anything more than maybe a three-day block. So the the thought of doing something for 54 days outside of like possibly eating uh, double stuffed Oreos and a glass of milk every night before I go to sleep, like, eh, I'm a little suspect of that. Um, but for people that do have Naveen as, as a healthy part of their spirituality, they tend to just stack them. They're like, oh, I just finished my 54-day rosary Naveen. I'm like, great. Do you need to go on a vacation or something? I'm like, no, I'm starting another one immediately. Like, let's go. And so I love that, that that's like kind of consistent. It's like you're just from one novena to the next. Um, but I guess the kind of skeptic of me in, in many senses is like, how is this not voodoo? Like, how right. is this not just like, trying trying to pray to get the answers you want and get that clarity because you're like oh i want to make i want to see my boyfriend go to daily mass so i'm going to pray this 50 word and kind of like you know twist his arm in this weird uh spiritual way to do what i want him to do or to get god to do what i want him to do so like how does that dynamic play into this spirituality of novenas yeah. And like, how does it not become superstition? Because there are some yeah. that are like, and now print nine copies of this. And if you don't, <laughs> the Lord will smite you from heaven, right? Like, there's, there's definitely like those. Well, but I feel it's like the whole we, like Michael Scott thing is like, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. A little, okay, yeah, a little stitious. Yeah. Um, I for me as a parent, and I have ki little kids, I have four little mm -hmm. kids under the age of eight, and my four year old boy, he literally goes, Mom, mom mom mommy mom. it's like that clip from i never watched family but i think it's family it's like mom mommy mama mom i'm like yes johnny mom mom and just like this constant like kids I, you know like kids are just constantly asking 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 and, and i feel like when you realize like god is not an atm god is not a you know like god is not just like god is our father mm -hmm. when you realize you, you have a father who loves you and who a father who loves giving gifts to his children and like and delights in his children like as a parent i understand like i delight in the in beauty like giving good things to my children now obviously i don't i don't i'm not going to give bad things to my children so sometimes my kids ask for like they want candy all the time and i and i'm like i can't give you candy all the time like because that's not good for you it might make you sick um but i do delight in giving my kids good things and surprising them and, and so i I have known that God, I had a big conversion in my faith when I was 18. And I really knew that God was my loving father. And I wrote a song called God, my father. And, and part of this, like, like, I, I imagine like Jesus or like God holding me in his arms, God, the father holding me in his arms, like a child. And I know, you know, at my faith, like I know I am his beloved daughter and that he loves me and I know he wants good things for me. And that's why in that one novena, he's like, no, this is not, this is not the man yeah, you're, you're yeah. called to marry. You're called to marry a man named Bobby Angel, whose initials are literally BA, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I just, I was like, okay, so some things, yeah, it's just with faith, like, and, and really just placing it all in the hands of God. And, um, 
I also studied psychology in college. And I remember there was a study where they put a man in a room across the town who had, he was like a blank room and they hooked him up to all these different monitors, like a heart monitor, a brainwave monitor. And, and he had no clue what was going on, but across the city, there were people praying for him and they measured his, how his heart rate started increasing. His brain waves started changing because people were praying for him. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like even in science, the recognition that like things are changing bodily when people are praying. Um, and I just have seen with intercession. Now I've also prayed for people who have been physically healed. Uh, and it's not because of me. It's because of Jesus. It's because I have that the same spirit that Jesus has in baptism. Like, it's just amazing how like our faith is so beautiful. Um, but that like, yeah, I, I will say though, Catholics can be superstitious. Yeah, and absolutely. instead of saying like, God, whatever your will is, like your will be done. And I have trust and faith that your will is better than my will. So for instance, I had some friends who got engaged and immediately when they got engaged, I said to my husband, I said, we need to prayer block this. Okay. Like this is not a <laughs> your guys' mistake. I've had multiple friends actually in their engagements, but we're going to prayer block it, you know, whatever. And in my prayer, I'm like, Lord, your will be done. But <laughs> I was like, I don't think like we were just praying for them because we had seen, I, I just, I, I was like, I think my friend is in love with the idea of the person and not the actual person. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. they had broken up, gone to get back together, broken up. And I was like, and I can see, and I've, I've been around a lot of young adult relationships and I've seen like the difference between the idea when you're in love with the idea of somebody versus them. And so we started praying for them to break. I'm like, God, please like, like your will be, your will be done. But I pray that it like you, you allow them to see the reality of the situation, right? And your but your will be done. Like I, I'm not God. I don't know their hearts also. But sure enough, they broke. Like five months into their engagement, they broke it off. And um, another novena that my husband and I have to do is Padre Pio. Padre Pio, we love Saint Pio so much. And he, nope. I had a friend who was like, "Will you pray this novena with me?" Because my, I've, I've been wanting my husband to find another job, but it's been years, and I think he's afraid to change. So we did this Padre Pio novena, and sure enough, a few weeks later, he was fired. And like forced that'll do it for you that, to find yeah. another job. I prayed to Padre Pio Novena recently for a girl who was engaged, but she called me in tears saying that she, you know, was not sure about this wedding that was coming up in a month and a half. I said, well, let's do Novena Padre Pio. He's shown up for me in a lot of ways. Um, and sure enough, she had the courage to break off. I mean, cause I can tell when people come to me um, and they're, they're, Cry. it's just the, the human part it's like you're you're crying and you're this upset about a person you're supposed to be marrying this is probably not a good sign but sometimes they're just so they're so afraid of making a decision you know yeah so anyways i i pray with faith i'm like god your will be done i think i kind of know what your will might be but i'm just your god and i'm not and so i i pray and whatever happens i trust that you know better than i do you know but i'm his yeah. daughter and he loves me very much. So <laughs> uh, just like I love my children and I, when they plead for something, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I love you. You know? So what do you think fathers? <laughs> uh, 
All right, so I have many thoughts, um, none of okay, which are pertinent okay. at the present moment, but I will now corral some <laughs> pertinent thoughts for the purpose of conversation. Um, Thank you. No, actually, I was feeling left out uh, of the office references, so I just want to say that in that last Padre oh. Pio um, novena that you were describing of you know a relationship that didn't end and it was providential, I was thinking of Roy and Pam there, so I just wanted to shoehorn that in so that way I could be included there in we office go. references. Mm -hmm. um, but, okay, so what I'm thinking of Ryan and Pam? Jim and Pam? I said Roy and yeah. Pam. Roy. Oh, Roy and Pam. Oh, Roy and Pam. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I think yeah. said Ryan. I was like, Ryan and Pam. Yes. Right. Oh, no. Roy and Pam. No, no, no. See? Somebody no, did exactly. a novena for them, even though she's Lutheran or whatever she was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think, I think she was. And then we Lutheran. have the yeah. greatest love story of all time. Um, That's right. As a result. So, okay. So my question is this. You've spoken a lot about the Father's love for us, which is awesome. And you testified yeah. with, yeah, with great beauty and enthusiasm, which is encouraging to me because I testified my Christian faith, usually by speaking in a monotone. Um, so <laughs> room to grow. Here we go. Um, but okay. So what I'm trying to make sense of is a lot of people ask the question. It's said in the sacred scriptures that God says yes, right? So God accedes to the prayers of those who ask with an upright heart. So if you're praying for the things necessary for salvation, if you're doing so in a way that's devout and that's persevering, all right, he answers your prayers. But what does that actually mean? Because if we just say like, he actually gives you what you need, you know, it's like, but is that, is that the answer to my prayers? So in your own situation where you're praying to be potentially engaged to this gentleman and then your relationship is broken off. Okay. That's an answer to prayer. But like, in what sense is it an answer to prayer? So in your experience and the way that you've thought about these things, how do you understand better now uh, what it means for God to answer a prayer? Yeah, I, I saw one time, I'm sure it was a meme, guys. Um, somebody, somebody put a meme that was like, God answers prayer in three ways. He either says yes, no, or not yet. And I, but I was like, I love this is this meme. It's kind of like when things rhyme, they're true. Not, not really, but you know, I was like, it's a meme, so it must be true. Um, and so, I, but it was like that in my life, was like that is, that is exactly how it's been. It's like, God does answer prayers and sometimes it's no. And, but sometimes it's like, not yet. Um, and in, in my situation, whenever I am praying for something and especially something really big, like we were praying and discerning, should we move out of California during COVID? Um, and we did a Padre Pio Novena and right. Um, and we were praying and I said, God, if you're going to move me, like, I'm not going to move, but you have to make it very clear. Like I will not move until you move me, but I'm going to just pray with it. And I just felt like the Holy spirit was like, you need to prepare your house to get it ready to sell. I said, okay. So I literally created a calendar in September of, for the rest of the year of everything I needed to do to update this 1960s house to get it to sell. Right. Um, and we did a Padre Pio Novena ending on his feast day on September 23rd. And sure enough, two weeks later, we get called by word on fire and said, we want you and Bobby to work for us and, um, and, and move to Dallas. We were like, what, you know? And so we literally sold our house, moved. And then a year and a half later, we were discerning, like, do we do our own thing? And we did another Padre Pio Novena and we got our answer. Right. So God sometimes says no. And sometimes we'll say, it, you'll see like that confirmation of yes. And that confirmation of like that peace and joy. And then sometimes you, it's like, not yet. So you don't know, but God always answers when we listen. I, I mean, I, that's, that's kind of been my experience. Um, and, and everybody, I feel like experiences it, things in a different way. So I have seen in my relationship with God, how God will in my life, um, show me that it's time to move. Like for me, I start getting 
anxiety around the situation. It's like, it's situational anxiety, right? Like, so people who are in a job or a relationship where they're like, there's something, it's like that situational anxiety that when you get out of that job or out of that relationship, you feel peace and you feel a joy. But that's how God will speak to me is like something will, I'll, I'll start feeling that agitation to use a different word than anxiety. Cause some people are like, I have anxiety, like, you know, but even I had a, a Catholic psychologist say like, even in, if you have clinical anxiety, when you're discerning something, there will be an underlying peace if you went to when you are called to you when you are discerning um even with that clinical anxiety that you know disrupts your daily life but um so for me i i know how the lord has been how speaks has been speaking to me since i was 18 so i feel like in everyone it might be different but i know that god has always answered it's not always what i want clearly but i know that god answers and sometimes it's no and i'm like okay lord i i don't know what you're doing here but i trust that you know better, like you, your will is yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I think uh, um, we're kind of, I, I don't know, I feel like we're dancing around this, like kind of balances give and take that like, with novenas, and this kind of spirituality of praying novenas, it's always directed towards something very specific. That's like, this thing, right? So I'm going to pray this novena for this thing, whether it's a situation, whether it's an individual, or whatever, but it's, there's always a very clear, intentional thing that we, we pray this novena for. But what ends up happening is like, we become molded closer and grafted closer to the Lord in the midst of that. So right. in praying for something, let's just call it even external, a third thing, th the major uh, effect is actually interior within us. And so in in this kind of dynamic of entering into novena, like, you, you, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, like, you know, that increases the trust and increases your, um, you know, your understanding of how to be a daughter of the Lord, how, how to have him as a father and that kind of dynamic of yes, no, maybe. But how, how does that like enter into the spirituality that even though you're praying for something external, the major effect is internal? Right. It was like, well, that, that second novena I did for that boyfriend who broke up with me, I was actually praying for humility, thinking oh, that like that. he, he that. would grow, thinking he would grow in humility <laughs> oh, in gosh. order, in order to become <laughs> the man that I could marry. But sure enough, it was, I, God was like, oh, this is fun, you know? <laughs> and then he broke up with me and surely it was a massive dose of humility for me mm -hmm. and just trust. Um, and yeah and also here i saw red flags in the relationship but i didn't want to cut it off so god did it for me you know like mm -hmm. there but you're you're absolutely right i i think there's sometimes we're praying i think humility what, what's beautiful about praying for humility for i always say like you know when you pray for your enemies pray for humility but the, the beautiful thing is that god gives it to you too and and, and starts an interior change of, of you and how you see that enemy because really no person I mean, it says in scripture, like no person, flesh and blood, they're not your enemies. Like the enemy is the devil, right? Like, mm -hmm, um, yeah. and, and so I, I, to see somebody as God sees them and, and I feel like God, I realized like God's grace, right? Like I, I don't know if just growing up as a Catholic, like maybe I just didn't now granted I am like a recovering Pharisee. I will say that I'm a recovering Pharisee who believed when I had my conversion, I'm a recovering Pharisee that believed like I could do everything myself kind of like I, it's all because of me that I waited till marriage to have sex. It was because of me that I, you know, never got drunk. And, and I realized like, no, it's not like, it's all his grace. 
it's all God's grace that you weren't like that, that you even have that kind of faith that you, you know, it's all grace. And, um, and so even when I pray for people or pray for whatever, it's, it's all grace. And when I pray for people, I imagine God's grace being poured out. Like if I'm praying for the grace of peace or faith, like I imagine grace being poured out onto that person into their heart. And it's beautiful that when you pray for people, sometimes like they'll actually experience warmth. Some people will ting like they're like, I, my, my hands are tingling. Like they'll, and then some people are actually physically healed, but it's amazing how like when you're praying and I also ask saints, by the way, I like call certain saints to pray with me. I'm like, Hey, uh, Pope John Paul, can you come here real quick and just pray with me? And like St. Therese, like come with me, like Padre Pio. And, and I ask the saints, um, cause I'm, there are people in my life who I'm praying for, for conversions and because they don't know Jesus. And so I asked just certain saints to pray, to intercede with me for God's grace. And I was like, God, whatever you have to do to, you know, sometimes people have to hit rock bottom. Sometimes people have like, like visions, like of just what they're doing is not what God's calling them to do. But I don't know. I'm just like, but God's grace, I know it changes things and it changes my heart and it changes like other other so you're exactly right that when you're praying with faith and trust like it it also changes you and so that even if you don't get the answer you want you're like okay lord <laughs> obviously you gave me some humility too but or you gave me more um understanding and wisdom and you know whatever i need i need as well um all right we have time for one more question um Insofar as we made the strategic decision three years ago to have a podcast that only lasts 30 minutes an episode, I remember <laughs> thinking at the time, like, but what about like hour long episodes? And there have been a variety <laughs> of moments in like the last three years where I've been like, Father Patrick, if I have to talk to you for more than 30 minutes, I'm going to die. But in the case of this, <laughs> ex this, this particular conversation, would that it could last longer because you have very delightful insights into the life of prayer, into the way in which novenas factor in and our relationships with God and with the saints. And so maybe it's just to the last feature that I think we can turn in the final question. Um, so I suppose, okay, so there's, there's all these different arguments about, you know, between Catholics and Protestants, like why not just pray directly to Jesus? Why involve the saints? It seems like weird idolatrous worship, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, sorry, I don't mean to make light of those things. I just mean to move beyond them. Um, it strikes me that what you described, like you have an affinity with certain saints, like you have friendships with certain saints. Uh, so lots of people in heaven, but we can't be friends with all of them in the same way because, yeah, our hearts just don't work that way. And so you've picked out, you know, St. Therese and St. Pio of Pietrocina, and you've picked out the Blessed Virgin Mary. What is it about your friendship with these saints that marks those prayers? Or how do you experience their friendship in these prayers? Basically, how does a novena through the intercession of this particular saint look different, feel different, experience different than a novena to not this saint or some other one? Yeah, like a Saint Therese, I've done many a Saint Therese novenas, right? And she is just, she was my, right after my conversion, I, get, I read her story of a soul and she's just like such a little child and her faith is, is that of a little child. So I remember praying, praying for my future husband back I and mean, back long before Bobby. And her, my novena ended and I had not even kidding. I was at an event and a few seminarians came up to me and gave me a rose. And they're like, we just felt like the Lord said you should have these. And I'm like, Lord, this is extremely confusing. I'm, why am I praying for my future husband? And two seminarians are like, here's a rose. Well, guess what? Ironically, my husband was a seminary. Like I, I prayed to the Lord. I was like, Lord, if I could be a nun and I'm not called to be one, I need a guy who could be a priest and is not called to be one. <laughs> and oh, sure enough, Bobby. Oh, my. 
Bobby was in seminary for three years, which I'm, I kind of wish every young gentleman could experience that formation. And um, I, I, I'm like, why is Catholics, do we not require this? But anyway, so my husband, when he was in seminary, he, you know, he knew he felt like he was called to marriage and he's like, Lord, you need to give me a sign. It needs to be loud and blonde. And it's like, ta-da, here I am. Um, but, <laughs> loud and blonde. Uh, right. Check. There we uh, go. Check. Yeah. So like St. Therese, like her, when I pray with her intercession, like her, her friendship with me, like she has shown me what it looks like to be childlike. And, um, and she's just a faith, like a child and all, you know, I look like Mother Teresa, who loves St. Therese as well. Um, all the Teresas, Teresa of Avila and Therese and Mother Teresa, like the this this faith, this this little faith like a little child. I love it. Versus like a Pio, like a Padre Pio. Um, I So I am friends with a guy who was his, he like received first communion from Padre Pio and his, uh, his godfather was Padre Pio's assistant. So he has like some amazing stories that aren't in any books. And I've asked him like, can you please tell me these stories, right? And I know just Padre Pio, the fact that he could bilocate, he, he could read hearts. Like, I'm like, oh, that's my man. You know, like I, not that I can read hearts, but not, not at all. But I, even as a speaker, there are times when God has given me insights. Like there was one time I was speaking about chastity and I saw a girl in the back and God like, not to, you know, like shine a light on her, but that he, I kept looking at the girl and God was like, that girl doesn't have a father. And I went up to that young girl afterwards and I was like, Hey, how did you like the talk? She's like, well, I kind of hated it. You know? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, why? Well, she had, I was giving a chastity talk, but this was a sophomore in high school who had a one-year-old baby. And she tells me like her father left when she was young and her mother is horrible, remarried this horrible dude. I mean, just all this stuff. And I'm like, Lord, like, thank you for showing me this young woman and allowing me to have this like moment but like Padre Pio his his life and the spiritual charism the charisms that he had like to me I'm like all right it's kind of like what my husband I also love Saint Charbel um who is the Lebanese saint he's a he's a mystic we actually named I had a miscarriage last year we named our baby Charbel um our little our little one so I we have this Lebanese mystic mere so after his death like so many miracles attributed to him so we just love these certain saints, just like we have for certain friends who are our best friends. Um, I mean, I always prayed that my little, I have three girls and I prayed that they, they would be holy and sassy like St. Teresa of Avila. And boy, did I get my prayers answered because they are sassy and they're going to use that sassiness for the glory of God, I tell you. So, you know, I just have saints that I love who are just funny, who are that they, you just, I, you can see the, the humanity and the, mm -hmm. you know, we sometimes see saints as these, whatever. But also it says in James, when I talk to Protestants about this, it says in James, you know, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a, a righteous person is powerful. Yeah. And so these saints, they're because they are so close to Jesus, their prayers are so powerful. And so for me, just as I ask my friends to pray for, for me, I ask the saints who I know their prayers are so effective and so powerful because they are holy and they're with Jesus in heaven. So, yeah. Boom. Hashtag BFF saints, you know. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, as it was in the beginning, so it shall be in the end. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks so much for testifying to your life of faith and to the many gifts that God has given you and the way in which they've been magnified. Um, for those who want to follow up with you or um, find out more about the things that you describe are there places that you can direct their attention yeah so um 
I, I'm posting kind of like really short videos on Instagram, it's just at Jackie Francois, which, which looks like Franco is um, for all you non-French speakers out there. And then every other week, Bobby and I have like 10 minute Ascension videos um, on Ascension Presents. And then Bobby and I started a podcast called Conversations with Jackie and Bobby, which is longer form, like, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half with certain guests that we interview or even conversations amongst ourselves, a coffee sock. Um, so amongst ourselves that we just talk about the spiritual life, human formation, and how important, like, we, we love the human formation element. So we're interviewing, you know, Catholic therapists. I want to interview a, a, a naprosurgeon, just like different people, but just the very human element of, of Catholicism. So that's conversations with Jackie and Bobby. It's like a YouTube and podcast form. So. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thanks as always to our listeners for tuning into this episode of guest planning. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like the episode, subscribe on YouTube or your podcast app and leave a five-star review. And if you'd like to donate to the podcast through Patreon, follow the link in the description or show notes there in the aforementioned show notes, you will find, what will you find? You'll find links to shop our merchandise and to get information for upcoming God's planning events. So we'll have, um, let's see, announcements about upcoming events around about February or March of 2023. So you can look for that and we'll have a full, full set of offerings for the summer and early fall. So know of our prayers for you, please pray for us. And we'll look forward to chatting with you next time on God's Planning.